The Johnson Wax Program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The makers of Johnson's Wax and Johnson's Self-Polishing Glow Coat present Fibber McGee and Molly, written by Don Quinn, with music by the King's Men and Billy Mills Orchestra. Fibber and Molly dedicate this program to Billy Mills, who tonight opens his 10,000th broadcast with Let's Break the Ice. It's a strange thing to me how long it has taken most of us to realize the beauty of a fine wood surface. It isn't very long ago since it was the style to have tablecloths or runners and doilies all over the dining room table and the buffet, pieces of brocade or needlepoint or old shawls over the desk and occasional tables and piano. I may have the names all wrong, but you know what I mean. The whole room seemed cluttered up, and beautiful wood surfaces hung their heads in shame. But how refreshing it is now to walk into a home where the tabletops are richly polished. With Johnson's Wax, of course. To make beautiful settings for old china, glass, candlesticks, and flowers. You women know that these accessories add just as much to the finish of your home as costume accessories to your own appearance. Look around your living room and dining room and see if you've made the most of your tabletops and other wood surfaces. The first thing to do is to protect and beautify them with paste or liquid Johnson's Wax. The same wax that has been protecting floors and making housework easier for over 50 years. Breathes there a man with soul so dead who never to himself hath said... Gee, I'd like to ride on a roller coaster. But roller coasters aren't much fun unless you have a child along to knock you off your dignity. Which is why, halfway through a strenuous afternoon at the Wistful Vista Amusement Park, we meet the little girl from across the street with Fibber McGee and Molly. Well, how are we doing, sis? You having fun? Sure I am, I betcha. Except I'm kind of hungry again. <laughs> hungry? Okay, sis. It's my bankroll against your digestion, I guess. Here's a dime. Go buy some popcorn. Oh, gee, thanks, mister. Hey, mister popcorn man. That kid is going to paper napkin herself into a stupor before the day's over, Molly. Well, she needs a lot of fuel for all that energy. How many times did she make you ride on the roller coaster? Twelve. <laughs> Personally, I was ready to quit after the fourth time around. Well, why didn't you? I couldn't stand up. <laughs> If she hadn't wanted a hamburger, we'd have been on there yet. Oh, hi, sis. You get your popcorn? Sure. Okay. Well, what do you want to do now? Eat my popcorn. Oh. Well, what do you want to do uh, when you finish that? Have some root beer. Hey, now, wait a minute, sis. Goodness knows I don't begrudge you a slug of tomaine, but you're building this little outing into a colic frolic. <laughs> now, let the root beer go a little later. All righty. Then let's have some ginger ale. Now. 
She's got an appetite like Aunt Sarah and a thirst like Uncle Dennis. Oh, now, McGee, leave poor old Uncle Dennis alone. I'm only sorry he couldn't come with us today. No, I asked him to, and he says he had to go down to the airplane factory. Airplane factory? Yeah, and he heard there was a bottleneck down there, and he wanted to look into it. (laughs) Well, for the love of Mike, you finished that popcorn already, sis? Sure I have, I betcha. But, gee, I wish I had something to wash it down with, though. Oh, well, (laughs) what would you suggest? How about a banana? (laughs) No. Say, let's have our pictures taken. Hmm, shall we? Hmm, shall we? Say, how about that, Molly? We need some pictures, remember? Well, I don't think we want any out of a ten-cent automatic machine. (laughs) The last ones I had taken in one of those, I looked like a Zulu princess trying to understand the Hutsut song. (laughs) No, that ain't so far-fetched. I think some Zulu wrote it. Well, come on, sis. Posterity might as well get something out of this. Gee, you're dandy to me, mister. You, oh. you just do everything I want to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, you remember that when the girl in the white cap bends over you with the castor oil, will you? <laughs> well, come on, Molly. Can we all get into the booth at once? Sure, we'll have a group picture taken. You can give one to your mother, sis, and show her what a good time you were having. She'd think I was having a better time if I had a lollipop in my hand, I betcha. <laughs> you can get that later. Now, come on in. Uh, pull the curtains, Molly. All right. There. Now, you put a dime in that slot and turn the knob, dearie. Okay, now all hunch up together first. You ready? <laughs> okay, here goes the deemer. Oh! <laughs> For a minute there, I thought you hit the jackpot. Well, what do we do now? Just wait. The picture's being automatically developed. Wonderful machines, these. My daddy's got a machine that you stand in front of, and it takes your picture free. He has? Mm -hmm. What does he call it? A camera. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, cut it out, sis. You must think I'm done. Hey, what's the matter with this thing? Hey, where's our picture? Hey, there. Oh, now, McGee. Oh, let's get him out. It's, it's worth a dime to me not to see it anyway. No, sir. I ain't going to be swindled out of a dime by any tin horn, tin type, tin can like this. If I can't either get my dime or a picture out of here, I'm going to kick the negatives out of it. Come on. Now, open oh. up there. Come on. Ooh. Oh, gee, look, a man fell out of it. Oh. <laughs> Say, what's the idea of busting open this tin type machine like that, Sonny? Don't you realize... Ooh, hello, Johnny. Hello, daughter. <laughs> Hey, what is this anyway? What are you doing inside that machine, old-timer? Got a right to be inside of it, Johnny. I own it. Well, I thought it was supposed to be automatic. Well, it is, daughter. But it went out of order this morning, and I've been in there ever since. <laughs> what? I grab the dime, snap your picture with my little Kodak, develop them quick, and shove them out through the slot. <laughs> <laughs> and now you busted up the whole works. Ain't you ashamed, Johnny? <laughs> yeah, I guess I am, in a way. But what took you so long to develop our pictures? <laughs> I couldn't help it, Johnny. I peeked through the little slot there to get a focus on you. Yeah? <laughs> you look so silly and self-conscious. <laughs> I got to laughing. <laughs> I got to laughing so hard. <laughs> I couldn't do a darn thing. <laughs> Come on, Molly. Come on, sis. 
Well, let's see. What do we do now? Ride on the merry-go-round? Shoot darts at the balloons? I beg your pardon, sir. May I have a word with you? What you want, bud? Make it snappy. I have a proposition I'd like to make, sir. If I could have a quiet word with you, I think... Anything you want to tell me, bud, you can say in front of my wife. Of course, of course. This will interest her, too. Now, suppose we all drop over to my hotel where we can discuss the matter in... Oh, no, you don't. Don't listen to him, McGee. He's going to get you in a poker game or something. Oh, madam, please. It's nothing of the sort. I merely want... Skip it, bud. Skip it. I wouldn't be interested anyway. Now, don't bother me with any fake propositions. I'm out for some fun today, and I don't... But if you'll just give me a minute... I wouldn't split a second with you, sharpshooter. Now, go on, beat it, before I call a cop. Very well. But you'll... The nerve of some people. What do you know? Well, what do we do now? Well, how about taking one of those boats uh, through the Tunnel of Love? Through the Tunnel of Love? Oh, how about it, sis? Ah, Tunnel of Love. Ish. (laughs) Oh, no, 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 don't sneer at love, sis. No, sir, I should say not. You'll be falling in love yourself before many years, little girl. Mm-hmm. I will not, I bet you. I'm going to marry Willie Toops, and then I can ride his tricycle whenever I want to. <laughs> <laughs> Has it occurred to you, sis, that by the time you get married, you might not be interested in tricycles anymore? <laughs> Gee, mister, you worry too much. <laughs> Hey, can I have some peanuts? May I have some peanuts? Sure, get two bags, one for you. Oh, sure. Oh, shucks, there was nothing any red-blooded American boy couldn't have done. <laughs> yes, Thanks anyway, It didn't sis. cost you more than $4.80 to win a plaster doll worth at least 20 cents. <laughs> well, shucks, the wind was against me. <laughs> McGee, there's Billy Mills. Hello, Billy. Oh, hi, William. Hello, folks. Hello, Snooky. Hi, Butch. <laughs> What's cooking? I don't know, but as soon as it's done, I want some, I betcha. <laughs> She's kind of a politician, Billy. Just appointed herself a hot dog catcher. <laughs> wow. Hey, what's this about your 10,000th broadcast, Billy? This is it, chum. Really, Mr. Mills? 10,000 broadcast. 
That's a mess of downbeats, isn't it? You ain't faking, Mammy. <laughs> Look, William. William Randolph. Let's not kid the public. Or ourselves, either. To do 10,000 broadcasts, do you realize you'd have to broadcast once every day for 27 years? Sure, and we've only had broadcasting for about, uh, well, less than 20 years. Yeah, so who's pulling whose leg? <laughs> Look, little man. <laughs> Who said anything about one broadcast a day? I've been a staff leader and musical director in my day. Oh, you mean before you went slumming and came with us, huh? Yeah, and that meant I did as many as 12 shows a day. Add that up and you get about 4000 a year. You mean to stand there, William, with your head coming up through your hair? <laughs> and tell us you've done 12 broadcasts a day? Junior? <laughs> I've seen the time when 12 shows a day would have been considered a layoff. Now, excuse me, please. I'm celebrating. Gee, let's all celebrate. Let's all have a hot dog. Hmm, shall we? Hmm, shall we? No, sis, no. We'll let the maestro celebrate in his own way. Incidentally, how are you celebrating, Mr. Mills? Well, after 16 years of this business and three years with Fibber McGee and Molly, where would I celebrate? On the merry-go-round. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> No joke about those $10,000 Now, there's a great guy, Billy. Well, now, what's this? Well, you've been so good to me today, mister, buying me things and letting me ride on any of the rides I wanted to and all, and I appreciate it so much that if I had a box of Cracker Jack, I'd divide with you. Now, just a minute, sis. I don't like to be an old sour All pussy. right, all right, all right. Right this way, ladies and gentlemen, to see that ferocious foreigner, that terrific terror of the tropics, the wild man of Borneo. Only at I'm ten cents, ladies and gentlemen, to see the man-mangling monster. Oh, McGee, it's Mr. Wilcox. When did he get a job as a barker? As a what? M a barker. I want a hot dog. <laughs> be quiet, sis. Hey, Harlow! Well, hello there, folks. Glad to see you. How about taking a gander at the wild man of Borneo? It's on the house. Is he really wild, Mr. Wilcox? Is he? Listen. Hey, Bonzo, we got company. Mmm, oh. why does he make that funny noise, Mr. Wilcox? He's hungry. He's hungry? <laughs> Come on, let's go in and take a look. Now, take it easy, folks. Don't get too close to the wild man. Get back, Bonzo. Get back. What made him so wild, Mr. Wilcox? Well, he was captured by a ship's captain who had old-fashioned ideas and positively refused to use Johnson's self-polishing glow coat on the linoleum. You see? The very mention of somebody who doesn't use Johnson's glow coat sends him into a frenzy. Take it easy, Bonzo. Take it easy. These people work for the makers of glow coat. Although <laughs> 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 I ain't one to spoil a good sales talk, but if this monkey was born in Borneo, how should he know about glow coat? Why, what a question. Johnson's self-polishing glow coat is famous all over the world because it's the greatest beautifier and protector of linoleum and the best work saver and time saver that money can buy. Why, the Eskimos of Kamchatka whisper in their igloos about how easy it is to apply. And the Malays in Siberia brag about how it brings old linoleum back to life. I'll bet you there aren't any Malays in Siberia, I bet you. Ah, but they would go there, honey, for a can of Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. Uh... And that's what makes the wild man of Borneo wild, folks. He can't stand the thought of neglected linoleum. 
And that concludes the exhibit for... Uh, uh, just, just a minute, Harlow. There's one thing I think you ought to know. What's that, Fibber? If there's anything that makes me wild, it's to see a wild man of Borneo with a fur suit on with the zipper coming loose in the back. <laughs> Darn it, I keep telling him about that. Bonzo, you dope, go fix your zipper. Okay, okay. <laughs> Well, come on, McGee. We still have a lot to do and see. Goodbye, Mr. Wilcox. Hey, Mr. McGee, can I go on the roller coaster alone? Hmm? Can I? Hmm? Can we let her go on the roller coaster alone, Molly? Oh, I think so. Still have an attendant ride on it with her. Okay, okay, then, sis. Here's four bits. We'll meet you right here when you come back. Gee, thanks, mister. I'm going on the roller coaster. I'm going I on beg your pardon, sir. I do hate to intrude on you again, but I feel that what I have to say is of so much importance. Oh, I... it's you again, is it, Si? He's been following us all around the park, McGee. I've been watching him. But, madam, if you'll only permit me to explain, I'm sure that we can... You only got one thing to explain, bud. And that's why I don't pop you one right on your snozzola. No, 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 no. I'm sure there's no cause for all your antagonism. What you mean, antagonism? I can see just as good as you can. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hard feelings. Now, look, the reason I wish to speak to you is this. Look, bud, you better scram. I don't want any part of your racket. Is that plain? But if you'll allow me, you I... You heard my husband. Now go away. Very well, madam. Hmm, he's a persistent cuss, ain't he? Probably a con man. Probably wanted to sell me a half interest in Fort Knox. <laughs> you think he did, really? Let's call him back. Half interest in Fort Knox ought to be a very good investment. <laughs> oh, now, Molly, I know. Oh, oh, oh. What's the matter? Look. There's Mrs. Uppington, coming out of the tunnel of love, alone. Heavenly days, what an... Yoo-hoo, Abigail. Oh, how do you do, Mrs. McGee and Mr. McGee? Hi, Uppy. We saw you coming out of the tunnel of love. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, that, yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I frequently come over and take a ride through the tunnel of love. It, it brings back memories of an old flame of mine. <laughs> it's pretty damp surroundings for an old flame, Uppy. <laughs> Yes, I suppose I'm just being a silly girl, but Terence... Oh, Terence was the gentleman's name. Oh, Terence. Terence simply loved those dark winding passages, the murmur of the water, the unexpected turns and twists. Was he a sailor, Uppy? No, no, nothing like that. Terence, bless his heart, was a sewer contractor. <laughs> oh, well, I think I shall take one more ride before I go home. Uh, goodbye. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, in honor of his 10,000th broadcast, the King's Men will sing Billy Mills' new number, I'm in Love with the Sound Effects Man. Oh, what would we do without the Sound Effects Man, that radio racketeer? Tune your dial and listen a while, this is what you'll hear. There's a knock up on the door, that's the Sound Effects Man. Here's a kiss and maybe more. That's the sound effects man. If you'd like a ring, he'll give you a ding, ding, ding. And even in the early morn, you'll hear him blowing his horn. Cowboys galloping fit to bust. That's the sound effects man. Three more redskins bite the dust. That's the sound effects man. He has such an awful lot to do, and yet he very seldom ever misses a cue. He's a three-alarm fire and the fire chief, too. 
There goes the sound effects man When the wind is howling That's the sound effects man Thunder goes a growling That's the sound effects man When the battle is raging He's right in the middle of the fray When he blows his whistle Crime doesn't pay Then his old Maxwell chugging right along That's the sound effects man When Kate Kaiser gets the answer all wrong Students! That's the sound effects man Hear those footsteps Making a lot of muddy tracks Dirty boots will never hurt the kitchen floor If it's covered with Johnson's wax Hail Sin Tommy in his aeroplane That's the sound effects man When McGee breaks a window pane That's the sound effects man He has gadgets by the score From a peanut whistle to a cannon's roar When Fibber runs to open that closet door Look out! Gotta straighten out that closet one of these days. That's Virgil Reimer, the sound effects man. But McGee, we simply got to find her. Did you ask the man in charge of the roller coaster? Four times. She used up all her tickets and walked away. Oh. I've been all around the Dad Ratted Park looking for her. Oh, maybe we better notify the police of the lost and found well, or something. to do something. Poor little tyke must be terrified, lost in all this big crowd. Oh, dear, oh, dear. We should never have let her go out of our sight. I'm the one. I well, should have Well, well, well. What's all the trouble, folks? Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. Well, we lost a little girl, Gildy, the kid from across the street. What? She was riding on the roller coaster, and now we can't find her. You let her ride on the roller coaster all alone? Well, I have attendants to take care of the children. Yeah, she was all right. Is that so? All right, eh? She's missing, isn't she? Well. Why didn't you stay where you could keep an eye on her? You're a fine one to be trusted with a little child. Now you cut that out, Gildersleeve. <laughs> I feel bad enough about this without having any nasty insinuations from you. I should say so. Listen, I'll go back to the merry-go-round, McGee, and I'll take another look for it. Okay, try all the hamburger stands, too. She may be mooching a hand out. <laughs> I must say you take this pretty lightly, McGee. By George, if I were responsible for losing a little child... Anybody that lost you when you were a little child should ought to get a Carnegie medal. <laughs> you big blowhard. No, look here, McGee. Just because you were written up in Look Magazine this week, you can't take that tone with me. I'll have none of your impudence. Go on, have some. I got plenty. Why, you little bug brain? I've got a good notion to slap some of that freshness out of you. Go ahead, try it. You'll find it ain't such a good notion after all. Because you know what I'd do, Gildersleeve? No, what would you do? Well, for one thing, I'd stand right here and give you a dirty look. If you didn't have one already. And then when I got... I won't take that from you, McGee. I'm warning you. Oh, so now he thinks he's one of the Warner brothers. (laughs) You got delusions of grandeur, Gildersleeve. That's enough. I'm gonna split you wide open, McGee. You're so full of cracks now, you won't mind another one anyway. Yeah. You move an inch my way, Gildersleeve. Why, I'll... Slug him, Mr. McGee. Slug him. You bet I'll slug him. I'll say... Hey, who said that? I did, I bet. Oh, my goodness. There she is now, little chum. Hey, where you been, sis? You had us all worried. 
See, you had me worried, too, mister. I thought Mr. Gillersley was going to hit you before you hit him. <laughs> That's an excellent idea. Now, don't you worry your pretty little head about us, my dear. No, we were just kind of upset about you, sis. Why, oh. certainly. Well, glad you got her back, all right, little chum. I'll see you later. Okay, Gildy. So long, pal. Hey, Molly, here she is. Oh, thank goodness. Say, where did you go to, little girl? Hmm? Where have you been? Well, you gave me 50 cents for the roller coaster, so I took four rides, and then I went and got another hot dog. Another hot dog? Hey, now, wait a minute, sis. If you don't quit eating all that junk, you I beg your pardon, sir. Oh, dear, it's you again. Call a cop, dearie. Look, bud, I've told you twice that I don't want any of whatever you're selling. All we want from you is a large slice of your absence. Now, beat it before I... I regret very much having made a nuisance of myself, sir, but I've been watching you two. I've seen you having fun on the roller coaster. I've seen you exasperated in the photograph booth, worried and frantic when the child was lost, angry when you were arguing with that portly man. In short, sir, I've seen you under all sorts of emotional conditions. Well, that's very interesting, but now... We've been searching all over the country for a couple whom we could present in pictures as Mr. and Mrs. America. Yeah, well, that's all... Huh? You mean, who's been searching? Who are you? I represent RKO Radio Pictures, sir. And we would like to sign you to a contract to make a motion picture with Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy called Look Who's Laughing. Well, heavenly day. Oh, boy. Oh, can you imagine that, Molly? Why, we'll be in the movies. Sure. Think of us out there in Hollywood, Molly. Oh, mixing with Irene Dunn, Cary Grant, Lucille Ball, and all the stars playing them big roles. Those big what, mister? Big roles. I'm hungry. Fibber and Molly will be back in just a moment. You know, I hear a good many women say that during the summer, they don't like to spend any more time than necessary in the kitchen. In spite of the fact that I really enjoy my meals, I can subscribe to that idea. In fact, I don't think a woman should ever spend more time than necessary working in the kitchen. For example, she ought to avail herself of all the shortcuts possible, not go on doing things the hard way when an easy way is available. Yes, I'm getting around to floors and to Johnson's self-polishing glow coat. The no-rubbing, no-buffing polish that makes it so easy to have beautiful, sparkling floors with practically no work. You simply apply Glow Coat and let it dry. It polishes itself. And not only saves you work, but saves your linoleum, too. Protects it against scratches and wear. Makes it last much longer. You can use Johnson's Glow Coat on all your floors. Painted in varnished wood, rubber, and asphalt tile. Be sure to add Johnson's self-polishing Glow Coat to your next shopping list. Ladies and gentlemen, in addition to Billy Mills and his orchestra, the musical portion of our program also boasts of the King's Men. We think they're just about the finest singing aggregation on the air. They are John Dodson, Bud Lynn, Rad Robinson, and Ken Darby. Yes, and Ken also makes their arrangements and plays the accompaniment. The King's Men, ladies and gentlemen. Part, the part of Harlow Wilcox on this show is played by a young man who really makes his commercial announcements a pleasure to listen to. He's been with us for seven years, and his real name is Harlow Wilcox. <laughs> Harlow? Good night. Good night, all.
This is Harlow Wilcox speaking for the makers of Johnson's Wax Finishes for the home and for industry. Inviting you to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. Before you start off on another weekend trip in your car, let me make a suggestion. You and your family and friends will enjoy the trip more if your car is beautifully wax polished. And the car will be easier to keep clean and shining, too. So buy yourself a can of Johnson's Car New, the sensational, easy-to-use auto polish that both cleans and wax polishes your car in one application. Two jobs in one in less than half the time they used to take. Car New is saving hours of work for car owners everywhere. It's easy now to have a beautiful wax-polished car. Remember the name, Johnson's Car New, spelled C-A-R-N-U. This is the National Broadcasting Company.